0: Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space built to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Avenue in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up-to-date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. I am Matt and with me as always. I'm Will and I have my normal voice this time. <laughs> uh we're talking today about uh, a few different things. Um Will and i a little I have bit of a seen... comedy
1: episode, maybe I yeah. guess we can call it. Whatever. Right?
0: Like we've uh, we've seen some shit in the last couple of weeks. You I've, know, seen like... a, I, I've seen a I've seen too many long movies. It's weird. Like <laughs> I
1: remember I texted you, I was like, These are all the movies I've seen. Tell me what you want to do episode. And I was like, fuck, I saw Bo's Afraid again. Two hours, 59 minutes runtime. And then, of course, there's 25 minutes of trailers, which I don't go to. And then John Wick, <laughs> two hours, 49 minutes. Sounds I was like... I know we're kind of going on a side, but it's like, is this all? I mean, I don't want to jerk them off anymore. Is this all because Cameron was like, hey, I'm coming out with Avatar 2, a sequel that's been fucking 13 years in the making, it's three hours, still made $2 billion. And everyone is like, all right, maybe like audiences aren't afraid of three hour movies. Is that what? I feel like that's where it's yeah. piggybacking from.
0: And you know, I, I've never had an issue with. Long run times, as long as you can keep it made interested, sense, right? Yeah, if it made sense, if there's enough story to tell, and you can keep like, like Avatar. You know, we talked about there there was no need for that movie to be three fucking hours, right. it just simply wasn't. I just feel um, like we're
1: seeing like, I feel like it was rare to yeah. see a three hour movie. Like, the thing about pre Endgame, you really didn't see a three hour movie, it was like, whoa, three hours, yeah, and now it's like normal. Right. It's very odd.
0: And, you know, like, even, like, John Wick. I, I still haven't seen John Wick uh, 4 yet. I, I need to. Well,
1: you gotta fucking take a half a day to get I know, to yeah. the goddamn thing.
0: <laughs> you know, but, like, I, I see, like, a movie like that, you know, I can... I can watch Keanu Reeves, like if there's a lot of action in it, right? I can watch Keanu Reeves drop bodies as John Wick for three hours, no problem. I don't care if it's a story at all. I will still enjoy that movie, you know? The Beau is Afraid movie you were talking about, which is not that kind of a movie. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if I can sit through I mean, I'm going to it's see right, that movie, It was very right art like. house. And I, would, <laughs> yeah, uh. I, would, I would say it was very art house indie. Yeah, three hours of Art House, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the
1: thing is, is Ari Aster painted himself into a corner because he did Hereditary and Midsummer, which are two of of my favorite kind of new age horror films. And this is not even close. I mean, I think there's like a blood because he like falls and scrapes his face. (laughs) Like, there's not like a lot of like perfect imagery it's not a horror by any means right but when you kind of put yourself out there is that it's it definitely was his autobiography through his lens oh really i, I it's what i feel like because yeah. it's like about mother-son relationships and the art house cinema style like laid over top gotcha. of that so i felt like it was very personal but anyway. gotcha
0: um you yeah, know i'm definitely gonna go still see that movie and we'll talk about it but yeah i'm gonna need i might just wait till it i would <laughs> i would because streaming so i can take a break yeah <laughs> i would or at least have a couple drinks while i'm watching yeah. it um but speaking of new age horror uh renfield is <laughs> one of the movies that we saw how this movie got made
1: I, I feel like we've been saying that a lot like yeah how is like cocaine Bear? like I mean, I kind of like that studios are taking. I don't know. You want to say a risk, but like someone's like, I can imagine a pitch like, "Hey, listen, guys, Nick Cage is Dracula, super camp, but super hard R, cursing, fucking gore up the ass," and then the studio's like, "Yeah, we'll give you twenty million dollars for it." Yeah, if
0: you if you made that pitch to me where you're like, "Listen, it's 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 Nick Cage is Dracula meets the brutality, the action of and the brutality of like John Wick," and like. Okay, I'm into it. You know, like because yeah. that's exactly what it was. It was just Nick Cage chewing the scenes. It was Nick fucking... Cage as <laughs> Nick Cage with yeah. some fangs on, right? It. Like that. I mean, that that's the best. Like Nick Cage is always playing Nick Indeed. Cage, just like in a different. <laughs> but but it worked because of how
1: else how everyone else was because he was pure camp. Yep. But everything else was played, I want to say seriously, because it's not like a super serious movie. But I'm not like, like Aquafina's character had like a, you know, everyone played it straight. So with him being this like grand person, it kind of worked as like a back and forth.
0: Well, I also love how they just didn't even give a fuck about the special effects with his like teeth. Right? Like, he looked like he was wearing the Halloween teeth you buy at, like, party Oh, shit. yeah, because his lips were all teeth. puffed out. All <laughs> puffed out. He, and his, his face is like, like, the whole time he's like, Dracula. Like, he couldn't talk. He couldn't, like, it was just so ridiculous. And I, I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah, and I was surprised. I mean, I went into it
1: not expecting much because yeah. it looked super campy, But I actually liked it better than I, I anticipated it, it yeah, to be. Yeah, I loved
0: it. It was very enjoyable. I mean, just not for the... You you know like you said the story was a little bit more heartfelt than i expected it to be yes um you know and the like just like for you know so the action scene it's like about the action because the action scenes were amazing amazing because like you said they just gave zero fucks like the scene where he rips the two dudes arms off and then it becomes a it becomes a bludgeon
1: yes it becomes like a club then it becomes a
0: spear the fact then that it, he like, was the i was like, like oh bro he speared <laughs> through somebody's body with like first of all the arm the bone would have Broken, yes. right? Like, but it was just so cool to see him rip one dude's arm off and then use that to impale another dude. Yes, it and was great. All I could think about was when he first ripped the arms off, you know, and he's and he's got him, he's got him flailing around like this, right? Was that scene from Beverly Hills Ninja where Chris Farley <laughs> had the two giant fish? Right, and he's like, blah, blah. that's all I could think of, and it just—it was so fucking great. <laughs> and I
1: loved how like they just leaned into it because the amount of blood. I mean, literally, someone got punched in the face, and there was a full. Thirty-two gallon blood splatter. Oh yeah, it so was Tarantino, I, like all I know, the way.
0: I, I I like that. I love I, that too. I, I love the over-the-topness of it. It's just. It's so. They absurd. Into it. Yeah, it's so absurd. And like the fact that he had the you know the special powers of like at first right when he talked about his special powers about eating bugs right yes so this is just like the most ridiculous <laughs> thing and I, and I wonder if this has something to do with like the actual lore of you know dracula or whatnot i think
1: it does i didn't i meant to look up that piece of it but there there's something about that and i think it was probably one of um, I watched a supercut of, like, all the universe... I watched this thing called The Kill Count. Yeah. And it's, like, a YouTube channel. And they I've just, seen that, yeah. And they literally just count all the death scenes in the movie. And they did, like, a universal monster, like, supercut. So they went through, like, every single Dracula, every single Frankenstein, every single... I mean, like, I didn't realize how many Dracula films. I mean, they're all from, like, the 40s, oh, yeah. 50s, 60s. But I think the bug thing was explored in one of the or those films.
0: Because I know that the whole concept of being a familiar is within... Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, Normal, the yes. lore, but, like, the lending I mean, Edwig of Hedwig and, and Harry Potter was as familiar. Exactly, you know? right? I just thought it was funny. Like, at first, I remember thinking that, you know, he carried that little tin, like the Altoid tins of bugs <laughs> around with them, and I thought, like, they were special bugs. Right, and, and then no, and that that it was a grasshopper that I found... Yeah. In the field. Literally any bugs. Like when he breaks into the, 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 oh, yeah, the he, apartment. He, he
1: gives the kid a nice little ant because he's like, I'm renouncing my life. I'm going to be a good boy. And then he's like, fuck this kid. Break <laughs> your fucking little ant farm that you've been having such a grand time with. And I'm eating all the fuckers. Like,
0: bro. I was like, that kid got traumatized. Well, so I found that scene funny, too, because like I, it was one of those things where I'm looking at him. Like, OK, so this movie is takes place in the present. Right. Who the fuck still has, has an, an Ant farm. Ant farm? <laughs> like even like when we were kids, like ant farms were gone. Nobody's using fucking ant it's farms. Like, it's like. like it's
1: almost. It would have been more plausible to be like, I, what is sea monkeys? Yeah, right.
0: Like <laughs> like a barrel of monkeys or uh, something. Or like. a, a flea circus. Yes. Oh, a flea circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like uh, like I'm sorry. Kids just don't have ant farms as toys anymore. It's just not. Well, it Only that.
1: that kid did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were writing it, and they're like, let's give him an ant farm. They're like, bro. And it's like, it's fucking camp. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, who gives a like, fuck at right. this point?
0: <laughs> I mean, it would have it would have been slightly more believable if they made the kid, like, super nerdy, and he had, it was one of those kids that had a bug collection, right? Right, you know, but he like, was like
1: a normal kid. He was like, I just like kid. ant farms. Yeah, he um,
0: just likes ant farms. He's like, pff, that kid gets beat up at school a lot. Like, right. <laughs> but um, I thought... Yeah, it was
1: interesting. It was actually a lot deeper than I thought too cuz like I mean, they use the um the support group as a framing device, but when you actually watch the scenes you're like, "Oh, this is like we're we're exploring some some things here." Yeah. You know what
0: I mean? And I love the subtle little well, it wasn't actually that subtle at all, but like the Um, the one woman who kept on getting interrupted by Renfield, right? And she got them making the comments about like, oh, I guess my my sharing isn't important because Renfield this year, because he's always got some urgent thing going on. like one of
1: my favorite lines that I use a lot, is like, oh, so fuck me. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I use that. I don't know why I've been using that line
0: a lot. I mean it's a great line. It's, it it has a lot of different uses. It's just yeah. like when I say I always my one of my favorite lines is saying, you know, this that or the other this it fucks, right? I'm like, oh, that thing fucks, you know? Like I just love that line. Works every time. Exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: you could use so fuck me because it depends on what word you put emphasis on cuz like exactly. so fuck me, which yeah. is like, all right, we in the bed, not me and you, but you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's Melissa's job um, or it's like oh so fuck me yeah. right
0: it's like in you know, that scene <laughs> is super bad when he, when jo- Jonah Hill's like oh fuck me right like, oh yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah it was a little deeper I kind of like explored a lot of things of like you know speaking up for yourself standing up for yourself you can make your own life because like that's kind of what Aquafina was like and the group was like well why are you doing it and he's like well because again like he comes to full power and he's like but why do you care
0: yeah and then they were like Oh, and they talked. Yeah. and they talked about, you know, they the, another thing they talked about, too, was the um, about how he had the whole reason he even became a familiar was because he was going to do like that real estate deal with him or whatever, like back in the 20s, right, and, which and is in the doing, original film. Right. And he's doing that to like for the betterment, to like make a better life for his family. And now he's been alive, you know, hasn't aged for the last. Hundred years right. and the rest of his family, right, is presumably dead, which is something else I wanted to talk about, you know, from a let's uh, from a um, universe, thing, yeah, right. So, the implication, right, that Dracula lends his familiar part of his powers, right, right which is Blood why area. he's not able to age, right, the same way that Dracula does. So, what happens, right? So, when he renounced Dracula, more or less, and was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Right. Does he then lose some of those powers or does he start aging normally I feel again? Like, no, does, because they made, like,
1: they made it sounds like you had to drink some of Dracula's blood. Right. So I feel like the blood is always in you. He just doesn't. It, because the whole thing oh he that's re- a good way to look at it because he renounced it but it doesn't mean like he just decided not to eat bugs because he used all. the
0: blood to heal him too Yeah. right because
1: like he already had the blood in him so it was like he just stopped eating bugs because that was more for his soul but he he picked up an ant and the powers came back it wasn't a thing so I feel like he's always yours which makes it even darker because right? even if you're like yo fuck you he can still do that weird thing where he like calls you and, and he you like where he would like he was like bopping around town, and he's like Renfield, and he's like, ugh. He likes he gets. It's like a visceral
0: like feeling when he right. like, calls you. So then, so then that lends. Okay, so let, let's explore this a little bit more, right? Yeah, because I've seen in other. Um, you know, vampire lore, right? Where the the healing powers of Dracula's blood, mm. but that doesn't necessarily when like when Dracula, like in the they they do it all the time in that fucking Vampire Diary show, right? Everybody never
1: I, seen an episode, but good I've to know seen, that you
0: watch it. I've seen. I, I'm not proud of it. Okay, I'm not proud of it, but I've seen all the episodes. Um, Why? But they as ah, people, um, oh, but okay. the <laughs> people I used to be with watched it, so I just saw oh, it in the proxy, right? Gotcha. But like, it was something they did. Fucking constantly. Anytime somebody is injured, here, drink some of my blood. But that wouldn't turn them into vampires, nor would it give them any kind of powers, nor oh, would it extend their lives. Okay. So I'm wondering. It was just like a
1: little, a little sip, and right, your little stab a wound property. got healed,
0: and then you moved on with your life. So I'm wondering from Renfield's perspective, or Renfield's perspective, like how much... Like, once Dracula's dead, right, you know, mm. and he's only got that little bit of blood left, like, once that runs out, does he then start to oh. age normally? Like there's or does be, he just die? Right, does he just die? Like, all of a sudden he ages, you know, a hundred years in, the, in, like, a second, right? So it's, it's little stuff like that that I always, like, wonder about right, how because, does that finish. Because they, they, uh, they made sure at the end of this movie you knew.
1: Jackula's oh. done. Yeah.
0: He's dead. Yeah. And, but they also did say, you know, they're like, I don't know if this will kill him or not, but we we cut him into little pieces and buried him in cement blocks, you know, and no, put no, him yeah. like right like Exactly. <laughs> it's so kind of like
1: what they did to um did you see Halloween Ends? I didn't actually. I need oh, to. Oh, never mind. I was going to say that. I know something. that was that's
0: been on my list for a while because the the other one wasn't the second Movie and kills that, yeah was uh not very good so. and ends was even worse so uh, yeah that's what I heard yeah, yeah. no because like there
1: Christmas was something so similar good. about like how do we kill this unstoppable force right I was gonna make a connection but for a later podcast but uh but, yeah and also I, I loved how oh like how do oh like if you're reading on paper like how do they kill them? oh they make a cocaine circle <laughs> <laughs> literally that's what they <laughs> fucking did and I was like cocaine's really having a year this year I'm so happy for her I mean she's always been at parties but she's she's here she's having a moment cocaine bear kids are doing cocaine bears are doing cocaine it's trapping Dracula it's it's
0: it's the having a
1: resurgence
0: endless uses now it can be yeah. used for magic like that that one line when he was like oh it turns out you could use any powder for <laughs> My psychic, and she's like, All right, so we're
1: all gonna take a little bump to activate the spirits. Like, I'm waiting for it. That's gonna be the next
0: thing. Oh my god,
1: yeah, that I that fucking was fucking like- long island medium with her long ass nail because I mean, you know, the cocaine nail. And she's like, All right, honey, take a little bump. I got your grandmother coming through, you know,
0: your pupils just get like, Whoa, it's like grandma. Yeah. God, I had forgotten about that. Oh the other the other great joke that they had that like they I thought it was gonna be like a running joke throughout the entire room but they abandoned it, it was like the, the hatred of ska people and like ska music. Oh my <laughs>
1: god I... Was, I- <laughs> This is so random. A, I was like, "What do the oh, Riders must have a, a
0: history?" Yeah, right. Like I'm sitting there watching this, I'm like, "Oh, who hurt you, man?" Right, and he's like, and he's like are "Those horns," and they were like so upset. <laughs> but the best was that like the one guy that he kills at the beginning, the girl's like boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he he was like, he's like a criminal, and he's with his like two gang member friends, but they're like a ska gang. They have like the chains, you know, yep. the chain wallet, like the stupid like Doc Martin shoes, and they're in the garage and, like, ska music is playing in the background. It was a New Orleans worst ska gang. Oh, God. And then they're <laughs> arguing about, like, the, the proponents, the different proponents of ska music. How much horns like, to use. Like, oh, yeah, my God. It was, I also loved that I feel like he was a little
1: underused in this movie. And I, I um, Ben Schwartz. Yes. He, would, I, he was great in all of his scenes. I just wanted, yes. like, more of him. I agree. Because he played it so well. Because he's such,
0: like... He's such he's, a character actor. Yeah, of course
1: you think John Raphael from Parks Every Time, and, Jack, and he amazing. does such a
0: good job playing like a douchebag, and like this was a different kind of douchebag. Like not douchebag. Normally he's like a, just an asshole. Yeah, right. Like the, the, John Raphael
1: is like this like overinflated ego, and this one yeah. he was like he was just like rich boy. Right. Like he's not.
0: He, he doesn't normally play bad people. He just plays like like you're you're an asshole. dude. like you're just an asshole. Yeah. Now he's like a. Asshole and a legitimately bad person. Like I it was a really interesting casting for him, um, and I loved it because he was like this like little petulant child. all too. Exactly. like it was so great. And you
1: know who shocked me probably the most in this movie, Aquafina. Because when I saw the trailer, the first oh, thing I said, yep. and this might come off rude, but I was like, Aquafina is
0: not a fucking cop. Yeah. I was like,
1: Oh, I'm gonna have a rough time with this. And let me tell you, I was like. You know, she did a good job. She had a
0: couple of good action scenes. Like, when she shot the dude's freaking kneecaps out, when she was, like, fighting. She did some good action scenes. Like, even, like, you know, I mean, I know
1: they're actors. But, like, you, you want, like... Looks like she knew how to hold a gun. She knew how to like. She was clearing rooms yep. like you. You wanted to be believable, even yep. though like. But just like because I'm, I still imagine like Aquafina. There was a show late like, I think it was called Nora from Queens. Yes, like that's her old like TV show. I imagine her from that, and so like her as a cop. I was like, I don't know if I believe it, but I believed it. Yeah, I thought she did a good job. I was, she was the most shocking to me because I was, be- I believed her.
0: And I of course loved the the plot point where you know the entire police force is corrupt. Uh, oh, so. I love. I was that. like, yeah, of course they are because fuck the. Because I knew so it was like, gonna
1: you- be one and then like I, th- I forget like when they all show up and she's like help me and they're like nah yeah oh there was oh she was chasing like the
0: woman the yep. mob the i woman. thought it was gonna i knew I, for me it was gonna be one of two things it was either gonna be like yeah the whole police force is corrupt or I thought they were going to twist it and make it, you know, because she was all obsessed, hung up on her father. I thought they were, you were going to find out that the father was dirty. Oh, that would you know? have been and interesting. You know, and that's why yeah. he ended up dying. But they they went the better way, in my opinion. Because if, if you make the father dirty, then it it changes the whole tone of the exactly. movie. It's got to make, it's got to be, so, it's a good story, but they got to make it so much more serious. It's much easier just to make the cops the scumbags yeah. that they are and have them be I like. Also. I also
1: liked the story because it was, again, we didn't have to get hit over the head with it, but it was like a very quick, like, yeah to beat kind of exposition you understood her motivations her sister's motivations how like they both lost a parent and how they both kind of went two different ways where like her sister kind of got like more involved in law enforcement whereas uh Grafina's character like fucking hated law enforcement but still stayed
0: in it yeah and but again it was like i like the quick story and it like oh i get the motivations and we can move on and i love the absurdity of the the criminal gangs like fortress like this just seemed to be like it looked like city hall it was very odd It was like you
1: could tell it was like city hall and they'd cg'd some yeah. like gold lion and they've,
0: and they've got the ridiculous suvs like all done up and parked in the front like i yeah, was like, like was what so, the fuck is this again, So just, dumb.
1: just over the, like just i loved it. yeah it was great it was and, it was a nice um surprise
0: totally yeah i i really enjoyed this movie a lot more than like i mean i was gonna go see it no matter what because it's nick cage right like, so you know um, and it looked like it. It looked like it was going to be decent, and it was more. It was more than I thought it was going to be. I was very happy yeah. and then happy about it.
1: I mean, technically, you know, I was thinking about this because you know we always th- like think about the future. Like, I think I don't know. I didn't look at how much money it made, but I know it did well. You could technically keep going. You can oh, make, yeah. you because again, they made it very much like this is Renfield's movie and Jack Lewis. You can do a Renfield like not like. Kind of like what they did in back, like Abbott and Costello, me Frankenstein. You could do a a Renfield movie and have Frankenstein, and but again, make it camp. So have I don't know. I'm just like like throw someone like a big character actor playing Frankenstein, exactly. Like some I don't know, like some like hulking big ass. I don't know. I can't think of a big Ethan Supple. Ethan Suppley is who I would choose. Uh, or I was like thinking like a Dave Bautista as like a camp, <laughs> like as a camp. Yes, Frankenstein, just an idiot. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, like you know. I was like you could. Not that again everything has to be a franchise, but I could see it. I, mean, I, I would this is something I would be okay turning into a franchise. It would be a hell of a lot better than what Universal was trying to do with that, you know, that fucking Tom Cruise movie. Remember that? You know, what?
1: I've never seen that Tom Cruise movie because I you know me and you watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I watched the trailer and I'm like, it's not gonna do well. Yeah. I could tell by the trailer it wasn't gonna do well, and lo and behold. It fucking and that destroyed the whole universe because they introduced Doctor Jekyll Mixer, Mister Hyde and they were gonna go with
0: it and yeah. and I didn't even see it. Well, like, you know, I, and and you know me, I like to I like to remind people when I was right about things, but when that was all really? starting, new, <laughs> when that was all being announced, you know, I was, was excited like
1: six, though because I wanted right. that.
0: I was excited about it too, and and I and I remember thinking I was like I was like hmm, I, was, I was like they're very ambitious, like announcing everything up front instead of letting it grow organically. I was like, possibly I think they the feel state. like they
1: did that to draw hype. Right.
0: But then I, I'm with you. When I saw the trailer for the movie, I was like, oh, this movie's not going to be good. And I remember telling all my friends the Rotten Tomatoes fantasy because we were all talking about it. I was I, was, I, was like, I was like, mark my words. I was like, this movie is going to flop and it's going to sink the entire, uh, the dryer. Oh, it's, going, uh. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to sink the entire franchise before it even gets off the ground. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. Did,
1: so did you see the movie?
0: Oh, okay. No, I've I refused. I just there's like again, like you said, they're like sometimes you just know. Right. Sometimes you you just know. Also, it's not too, be like a good
1: movie. The, the the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser are. I mean, I have, I don't think the CG doesn't really hold up as no. well, but the action yeah. and the
0: story is still fucking. And that good. was when Brendan Fraser was in his like prime of like the. That's action when I comedy. wanted Brendan yeah. Fraser
1: to destroy me.
0: Yeah, I remember. <laughs>
1: No, I still remember being a little gay boy before I even knew what the fucking word gay was and begging my mom to get the George of the Jungle DVD just so I could purposely pause it on the one part where he's like fucking
0: like naked. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that was like
0: my awakening. (laughs) I love it. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, man. All right. So let's let's talk about um, the the other thing that we've watched recently. Um, which is uh, Jury Duty, which yes. is not a movie. It's a show right. on Amazon. And no, Freebie. Freebie, sorry, right. Uh, i watched that on Amazon. But yeah, oh, okay. Freebie, yeah. And um, it's so
1: weird because it came out of nowhere. Nowhere. And then, first of all— You told me that. I didn't even know what it right, fucking existed. The marketing on was very odd because Freebie, it's, again, it's like a free app. Like, yeah. It's like
0: Tubi, right? Right. So it's like
1: I don't even know how they— like. Got money to? I don't know how they get money. I, I think it's, it's be, all ads because but. I
0: watched it on Prime. I think it's all ad, and I'm sure I'm sure there's like some some funneling of money from Amazon to them. I'm yeah, sure. they be, probably own it. And then I and then, I, shit, and then you know. it
1: honestly started going a little viral because of certain clips in the show, and right. then that's what got me interested because it felt very like The Office, and then and we'll go into my research. I was like. One person's real, everyone's an actor, which I immediately clicked from where we're going with this. And I was like, oh, I have to watch it. And it was fucking great. And I was like, and I know your humor. I was like, Matt, you guys
0: gotta watch this. It was so fucking funny, dude. Bro.
1: <laughs> and so I was looking up the people who made Jury Duty. So it was created by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupinski, who wrote 15 episodes of The Office. There Boom. You, there I was you like, go. there we go. Because now it made sense. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the Because you immediately feel forward. that
0: vibe, like immediately,
1: right? And I, I loved it because even it was all like the, the really the actors had so much commitment because they were doing interviews without Ronald even being there. They were interviewing the actors and they were still in character, and they they did this really interesting thing where they kept it like you didn't see the behind the scenes until after it was done, yep. and they kept
0: it kind of like on. Everyone was on the whole time. Well, I thought that, I mean, that for me, I think was the most impressive thing about this was like the fact that in all those scenes, right, where like Ronald is a part of it. Like everyone's on and it's one take. Like there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no, wait, no like, we, let's you, do it again. And right? then <laughs> when you
1: think about the depth, he, you know, you're getting up at eight o'clock. So that actor is there eight o'clock. Yeah. He slept in the hotel at breakfast. You're on. You do breakfast. You go to the court. You sit in court yeah. all day. You go order lunch because that was a big deal ordering right. <laughs> lunch, and then you're deliberating. And then you're going back to court. And then you break. You're going back to the hotel. You're eating dinner. You're hanging out. You're playing video games. Ten o'clock. You're going to bed. Yep. You're that's over a twelve hour day. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the union has to say about that,
0: but I was like, holy. When you really think about it, you're like, holy. Especially shit. that scene where they all go to dinner, right? Yeah. And like, and like they're, they're drinking, like. I can't even imagine being able to, like, be on like that. for like, like, like timing is one thing, but, like, that scenario, too, when you're, like, legitimately in public like that, like, that's really fucking impressive.
1: And and it's all improv. Yeah. Because you
0: don't know what the fuck he's going to say. Right.
1: And, like, they had things – you now, you saw the final episode where they kind of, like, went behind the curtain yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Where, like – they had they had to have scenarios upon scenarios. Like when they got when they did the birthday party for the guy and James Morrison thought it was about him and he broke the, like, you know, ripped the Cape up. So they were like, how is he going to react? And then they were like, Ronald was actually really pissed off. And then you saw it on like a, the call sheet, they're yep. like, if Ronald's really pissed off, James is going to come back with a new cake. Yep. If Ronald doesn't care, then we'll play it this way. So they were on the
0: fly. It was insane. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's something that I feel like, um, you know, in in a, like in film school, like that should be like, 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 a class on that, right. like, an acting school. Like, because of all, like you said, all the different be, yeah. angles that had to be covered, right? Not just from the actors perspective, like, all, like, the writers, the behind-the-scenes people, like you said, they had to think of every possible scenario because you don't know how this regular dude is mm-hmm. going to react. Like, that to me is, like, a course in film school. Like, here's how you do this. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Because, like, what if on day two he was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm out. Yeah. And, like, walks off. And he goes, like, and, he, and they're like, sir,
0: you can be arrested. He goes, do it. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, we really can't. Right. Like you know, what I mean, and and what if like you know, what if like God forbid, I mean, obviously that he seems like a really nice dude, right? But what if he like was kind was of it a shithead? Ne- yeah, like what if he took took a swing at somebody one time because like like how do you react to that kind of stuff? Because he's right. the only person that doesn't know what I mean. It's the the whole concept is wild. And the it fact is. that they were able to pull it off, and then is they even filmed more it wild. in the
1: real courthouse. It wasn't the some real- soundstage. Like the permission they had to yeah. get because they were showing like, oh, look at this. And they move a column. And there was like, he was like, there was someone in there. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> yes. So like they had to do like construction work yep. on this courthouse. Like was Hun- oh, Huntington Beach, like they had to yeah. get so much. And again, there's actual legal proceedings. So there's like a lot of, it's not just like, oh, you're using the grocery store down the street. Like <laughs> you, I mean, they took up two court um, rooms. Yeah. The one for, that like, two the, for the for the one for the fake case and one for production. Yeah. Like that's insane. Also shows that I guess Huntington Beach is a little slower. A little <laughs> light on cases that they can say yeah take two of our courtrooms. Yeah
0: take two of our courtrooms. That to me, that to me was one of the most wild parts too. It's like they were in an actual courtroom and I like the fact that the judge was he's like a lawyer in real life. Like, yeah. Because he, he was the one person I was like this guy is really convincing yeah, well, as even, a judge. and then the, um,
1: the female lawyer too said yeah. she was like I'm an actor but I was a, par- I was a yes. lawyer before I did acting and I did look up I was like because I mean they said it in the show they said that they he found this opportunity by an ad on Craigslist who the fuck it honestly made my blood pressure rise who the <laughs> fuck uses Craigslist anymore <laughs> because it was like documenting (laughs) for jury duty and there's like and he like applied yeah Who's on Craigslist? So now, but honestly, it made me look at Ronald Diff. Like, why the fuck is Ronald on fucking Craigslist? Like, I I judged him so hard and still don't know how I feel about it. Because, yeah. like, why are you on Craigslist? No, last time I thought about Craigslist was when you, like, you know, when, like, weird people was like, you were wearing the red tank top at Trader Joe's. Oh, the personal, yes.
0: the missed uh, connection. Yes. whatever. Yes, that's yeah. what I
1: think of, like, Craigslist. I don't think, like, oh, you know, let me just browse on Craigslist and yeah. see what it's like. And people like use it for sex. It's like kind of like, you know what I
0: mean? Well, there was. remember, there was like once upon a time, right? I mean, nowadays, yes, Craigli- Craigslist is like back page, basically. Right, and you then know, you like- see what the ad
1: looks like. Also, Craigslist has not updated what their user interface no. and what their web page looks like for 20 years. It, it still looks, looks like it looks 1998, yeah. Right. Like when, we, when, we, when it first happened, it still looks like
0: this looks like a scam. I'm yeah. l- I'm
1: gonna l- I'm getting a virus on my computer.
0: <laughs> but I remember like you used to be able to like go like you look for apartments on Craigslist. Remember pe- remember the people that like found roommates on Craigslist and shit. I would right? like- never. <laughs> so yeah,
1: but I I loved it. All the characters I fucking loved the uh, I I can't remember the name. So the young girl that like ended up fucking the nerd. Oh, yeah. Oh, she uh, I was, forget the
0: character's name. She
1: but, yeah. was great. Just like, because when he still had the girlfriend, like the first five episodes, and she's just like, through, like, she's giving him everything. She's oh, like, God, he's so like, good. oh, it shouldn't be that hard.
0: She's like, I wish it was hard. And, like, I, like, and, oh. and I loved how they just, like, my, she was one of my favorite characters because they just, like, her costume, like, she just, they just made She me always look...
1: looked like so unkempt. Oh, God. Yeah. No like, bra. Yes. Like, like tits out. Just... Like,. <laughs>
0: She just looked like, I mean, like a little white trashy like all the time, right? Like the big hoop earring she had, like the... Oh, God, everything about her character I thought was fucking hysterical because I was like, this is the guy. Like, she was like a DMV person. I was like, this is the kind of person <laughs> you see at the DMV, but right? But they really covered
1: it because then it's like even like the Asian guy and he's like, <laughs> and then he was like, he talks and he's like, so do you talk like that? And he's like, no, what's up? And he sounds like a normal guy, but during the show, he was like, oh, why are we yeah. going? <laughs> he was so stereotypical. So, and he was so, but he was like so slow in talking. And then, oh my God, and like all the, My my favorite. It happened the first episode when they're like picking people. Yeah, and then like the old, not the one that got in the jury. It was like the other old one. He's like, "Why don't you want to do this, honey?" She's like, it's "Not my thing." (laughs) And he's like, "Thank you so much for coming down." And then someone else tried to use it, and he was like. Go sit down. No,
0: well, you're not doing it. Well, that. my favorite, my, one of my favorite parts, yeah, it was in the first episode, too, when they were, like, talking about, it's like, how do, you, how do you get out of this? What do you say? And, the and he has goes, the family
1: guy thing of saying that you're <laughs> racist?
0: <laughs> and then he, the nerd tries to actually use it. He goes, well, uh, Your Honor, I'm 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 racist. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> and he's, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. It was, uh, <laughs> what all, a great bit. All of those actors, like, and it's yeah. hard, too, because you have to cast unknowns. Yeah. I mean, obviously, besides to, yeah. James, but like, you can't be like, "I've seen them in a couple right, exactly. movies." Like, you have to cast unknowns, but then they gotta deliver, which is even harder because obviously, they probably never been on production like this. Like, I can't imagine what that's like. Seventeen days straight filming, is yeah. in scene, no, not even Marvel movies had to do that. They break on the weekends,
0: I'm sure. Can you imagine the casting director for this? Like, what a nightmare that must have been to find these people. Right, because you got like,
1: how do you cast like? Oh, casting for people who want to act real but kooky, but ha- can't have any yeah. acting credits to your name.
0: And like you said, yeah, like you said you, you've got to go out of your way to find somebody. It's almost like insulting. Like we're choosing you because nobody knows who the fuck you are. Right, exactly. Like, you, and you have to, and you have to be improv. I mean, exactly.
1: I, I'm sure they probably went to all the. I mean, there was in L. A. So there's a million well, yeah. improv, improv troops. Right.
0: Um, These people's acting credits are like the one man stage play they did at the the rundown theater, <laughs> like in East L. A. Right. You right. know, like the five minute short. The uh-huh. fact
1: also that he went without his phone for seventeen days. Not that like I'm a. I mean, everyone's attached to their phone, but like I'm like I need to know if my mom is okay. Yeah, a like,
0: little bit of communication with the outside world, yeah, right? Seventeen days is insane. So let's talk about James Marsden, though. Oh I mean, just my because god, was he was he was pot, he, he was pot, he like the was perfect like
1: what, choice. He was also like what Nick Cage was in. The unbearable way to die. Yes, one hundred percent. Like he was like the TV version, right? And he was like,
0: and he was like camped to the nines in how he was portraying himself. Like when you really think about it, though, he's. Quite possibly the most perfect role for that because when you, when you think back at like his career, he has a
1: quite a array. He was Cyclops, and then he was also in the Sonic movie. But he's
0: always kind of been like the number two guy, right? Oh, but like, right, yeah,
1: he's not. No one never no one no one knows right. like him as never, a main actor.
0: Yeah, he's never really been the leading man. Like there was all that controversy too, because you know, he left, um, like famously had that you know the the the. Uh, exiting from X-Men 3, right? Which is why they killed him off so early because he was going to be in Superman Returns. And he was, like, he was the fucking Lois Lane's bitch. Like, you know, (laughs) he wasn't even for, like, a good role, right? And then in The Notebook, right, he's the other guy in The Notebook, right? Which even says, like, oh, not the guy, the main guy in The Notebook, the other guy. Because I
1: think someone said that. Like, he was in The Notebook? He doesn't look familiar. Right.
0: like, he wasn't the main guy. Exactly. Like, so many of his roles... He's never been the leading guy, which one of my favorite things they did in this show. Have, you ever, have you, Remember when they were talking about Sex Drive and he autographs? Have you seen that movie, Sex no, Drive? No, I've never seen okay. it. Okay, I'm going to lend you my DVD of this. <laughs> Dude, it is fucking hysterical. Such an uh, like under-the-radar movie because he's honestly the biggest name in that movie, which is like, right. you know. Also,
1: I don't know like if they purposely cast James, but like, fucking Ronald had the Sex Drive DVD, yeah. and I'm like, was was that just like pure luck on the i mean it had to be that because there's lo- no yeah. way they can like like interview Ronald,
0: and be like, "Who's your favorite actor?" And he says James, and then they get James. There's no way that makes me love Ronald so much more because it's like he, I was like, oh, he's a nerd. I like that movie. Like nobody, like nobody knows about that movie. It flew so under the radar because it's got nobody in it, and it really is just like a raunchy sex comedy, but it is fucking hysterical. Yeah,
1: and it's so funny because he's like, I was in Sonic, and he's like, oh, I never saw
0: it. Yeah, and well, it- he was about to say how much he thought it sucked. Like he's like, I heard it was really bad. Like, right? And he's like, Oh well, I was in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I
0: watched it. it was actually- better than I thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: my god! And, the, and
1: Ronald got money. I mean, it, yeah. it, but I also loved how they turned it because it was like, you know, he was like, "Oh, you're, you know, you actually won the case." And he's like, "Honey," huh? he's like, and then I didn't realize it until the judge actually summed it up, like all the little morality things. Because again, yeah. I was just watching and enjoying. It. I'm like, "Oh, that's right." He didn't tell anyone that. James purposely did the paparazzi thing. Right. Ross came to him and said, oh, like my, my wife. And he like, le- like everything that people told him, he like, right. Left. Like he didn't like, and I was like, oh wow. He was actually like, he could have done a lot more and he just kind of let it yep. slide. And like, we purposely paired you with the weirdo kooky guy. And you were like, yes, go ahead and get your kookiness on. And you're like, encouraged him and we didn't like know how you were going to handle that. Like, And then it's interesting because a lot of it, he didn't know he was on camera. Like the whole Margaritaville scene, there wasn't like, obviously when they're in the courthouse, there's actually people with cameras because that's the documentary. But when they're out and about and like for the Margaritaville thing, all those cameras were hidden. There was no actually guy on a camera. So that's all like, he knows he's not
0: on. That was so genius. The way they did the way they were able to, again, like pull that off. Without him ever knowing that that was, I mean, all he did being... say it's like, wow, this feels like reality TV,
1: right? You know, but it didn't. It wasn't like he just said, wow, this is, this is nuts. Exactly, you know? like yeah, like it,
0: like it was. It was just kooky enough. But also helped because it.
1: then the, the judge would be like, I am so sorry. This is such an unorthodox case. So it's like, oh, so it's kind of like that little like the psychological of like, oh, he gets it. We're OK. I'm like, I'm not crazy. Well, that's
0: why I was saying for me, the judge is one of my favorite parts, because like if I'm if I'm looking at it from a different lens, like the judge to me, he's like the glue that keeps it all together because he's the only he was the only one that really was like like really acted like a judge you felt like right, like when like, like
1: the other lawyer who was a fucking hot mess and that right. he was like this is the animation you got he's like this is so unprofessional he's like we're gonna adjourn but this is absolutely unacceptable yes. and you
0: need to get your shit right that's like, why it was made it believable exactly because if he was just like bullshit because if he was
1: like oh okay whatever yeah I, I was like what the fuck is this judge yeah
0: that the, to me the judge is what held it all together he's the one that made it all believable absolutely yeah so
1: so, interestingly, about this show, because, again, I'm a encyclopedia of reality TV show knowledge, so here it is. So, immediately when I saw Regular Person, Everyone's an Actor, I immediately go back to one of my favorite reality shows of all time, which is something called The Joe Schmo Show, which came out in 2003, and it literally was the same premise. It was one real person, Yep. everyone around them was an actor, and it was called, he was on a pretend show called the lap of luxury. Okay. And you had to like vote people out. And then the winner won a hundred thousand dollars. Funny enough, one of Kristen Wiggs first roles. she was one of the, actors. No way. she was the quacky, like the quack couples therapist. <laughs> and so she was like nuts, but this is before SNL. Obviously, it's in 2003 right, yeah. 20 years ago. And so she was on that. And, um, a couple other actors, like you wouldn't probably know by name, but if you saw their face, you're like, Oh shit, I know that guy. Um, but what was interesting about that show, which is different from Jury Duty, is every episode, you were behind the scenes the entire time. So you were in the control room, and they're like, oh, my God, he reacted to this. It, as the episodes went on, it wasn't like how Jury Duty played it so straight until the end. Right. Um. So you saw them like, oh, he did this. And they actively see the cast and the crew like on uh, the fly okay, trying to I make gotcha. decisions for the story. Because originally they were trying to like kind of like make the show at his expense. But then they realized this guy, his name was Matt Kennedy Gould that he was, like, such a fucking good guy. And then the show kind of turned into making him the hero. Yeah. Because there was this, like, um, like ex-military guy, this older guy, and they're like, oh, they're never going to get along. And then they end up becoming really good friends, and then they end up voting him off, and he actually cried when he got voted off because he was so upset that his friend left. And they're <laughs> like, oh, my God, this guy's invested. And, like, they did a challenge, and he, like, they were in, like, sumo outfits, again... Wild challenges. He hits Kristen Wiig and she actually falls, hits her head, gets a legitimate head injury. She gets a concussion. They have to send her to the hospital and she's kicked off the show or whatever. Oh shit. And he was like, I have to quit. I can't believe I hurt somebody. And then the cast is like, they're like, you got, like, he had, like, a best friend on the show, and they're like, we can't get him to quit. Like, this, he's the whole show. And they had to, like, <laughs> move things and change things in order to literally psychologically manipulate him to not quit because he felt so bad. That is insane. And I've never then, heard of this show. Uh, I, I mean, it was I mean, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then the big thing is, it's like, they get to the end, and it's like, he again, he doesn't even win. It's the other guy, and he goes... I can't win. And there's a guy. He's like, because I'm an actor. I'm, my name's not even Hutch. My name's Rob. And everyone's like, what? And he goes, I can't believe this. So you just like fooled the entire production. Like the show's done. Yeah. And then someone's like, he goes, well, is anyone else an actor? Like the host. And someone's like, go. everyone raises their hand. <laughs> and then you just see him like, and his big um, quote was, what is going on? And they, and then they had—he actually—they give him hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's so cool, though. At the end. So then, gets we're going. Oh, it gets deep. better. We're going yeah, deep. Yeah, real deep. Oh, yeah. Then they did season two
0: and how they, can you do season two of that show because
1: they did it in 2004 right after
0: oh and
1: so they did it was like a yeah bat- it's really
0: before the internet was really right yeah. exactly
1: and so this is um they did like a, a love show so it was a guy and a girl and they had guys like all competing and then it was like oh but the the bachelor and bachelorette were exes and it was like oh this whole fucking crazy shit <laughs> so they had a female and a male yeah and The female was too smart. And again, we asked, like, what would happen? She figured it out. What happened if Ronald figured it out? She figured it out. Get the fuck out. Because, again, you have to cast unknowns. Right. And they had this, like, fucking, like, big tit blonde and they're like you like again they're making crazy tv so the story she had she was crying and she was like what's wrong cammy and she's like i have a secret and like what's the secret And this is literally the fucking secret yeah she's like i was in a porno and i don't i don't want him to find out and she's like oh my god she goes it was called like frank and the beans and he like <laughs> and i was covered in beans while he like fucked me and like and as she's saying it the camera guy i guess had to go change batteries and as he does that she stops the story so she's throwing and then he goes like this and then she's like and then he puts the camera back in goes like this and then she starts the story back up and she was already thinking like there's some no shit. and shit so she gets up and she goes this something's up. This shit ain't fucking real. That's I think insane. this is all a hoax. Da da, da 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 da. And producers like, fuck, what do we do? We still have the other guy who's not aware. Right. And then they go, Let's fucking do it. And they reveal to her, You caught us. So that
0: she becomes in on it?
1: Yes. <laughs> She becomes in on it and they bring another bitch that they didn't cast another Joe Schmo female. And they're like, oh, we have a twist. We're inviting someone new and she had no clue. So then all of a sudden the original, her name was uh, Ingrid, became from Schmo and now she's one of the actors and they gave her storylines to like do. And then at the end, you know, the two people, they were like, yes. we're all actors. And they're like, whoa. And then like, oh, and Ingrid was an actor and she figured us out. And they were like, oh my God. And they go, and because of that, all three of you getting $100,000. Wow. Then, almost done. <laughs> it w- disappeared for a long time. Then in 2013, it comes back. Joe Schmell, the next bounty. And it is a, a basically the reality show is people applied to become it's like a reality show to eliminate people to become a bounty hunter.
0: Like Dog (laughs) the bounty hunter. And the
1: the host and his wife are based off of like Dog and Beth. Like this rugged guy and this like really like prissy big tit like chase criminals and they got this guy chase again super guy nice guy similar to what they did with james Marsters, they had lorenzo llamas oh god on the season oh my god playing this like expanded version of himself that he he's like his, what a clown right and he's like in a speedo and he gets everyone to wear speedos um <laughs> and one of my favorite it's they could not make it today yeah one of my favorite uh contestants on the show they had a deaf girl who actually wasn't deaf, and she <laughs> and she had an interpreter. But the woman, knew, she had an interpreter, yes, like 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 they do in everything. Right. But, so, but she knew sign
0: language, and but she knew she wasn't deaf. No, but she talked
1: like us. But then, of course, when she talked, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to get canceled. But you know how when she deaf, did
0: the way like a deaf person would talk.
1: Yes. <laughs> the inter- like again, it could not be made today. And then on top of that. One of her favorite things to do was ventriloquism. <laughs> <laughs> so she had puppets. Holy And she fuck. was like doing a thing. She's like, oh, and like doing a ventriloquist act, pretending to be a deaf person while the interpreter is doing it. It was the funniest. And everyone's like "Try again, everyone is in on it. And he's just like, he's like, wow, Carly, that was great is the fucking wildest shit yeah. I've ever seen. And she almost, bro- like, shut down production. I kind of want to watch these shows. No, it's man. on Prime, bro. You have to. <laughs> she almost broke the show because yeah. she was doing something, and she said something, and Chase, the, the hero, Um, he said something, and then she was like, what? And she, yeah, she yeah. fucking deaf. Oh, and he goes, my did you just hear me? God. And she was like, and she like... Yeah, yeah. They tried to turn <laughs> Right it, back into character. But, but literally almost fucking broke the show oh. based off her. It's like, it's a miracle I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh Yeah, and so wild fucking show. He gets at the end, gets yeah. $100,000. He took it really well. The last piece I have, which you will enjoy. Joe Schmo show was created by two very interesting people named... Paul Wernick, and Rhett Reese. You're like, wow, those people sound kind of familiar because they were the writers for Zombieland 1 and 2 and also the writers for Deadpool 1, 2, and Upcoming
0: 3. That is so Boom. fucking great. And
1: that's how we loop it back around.
0: Oh, my God. I love that. I have to go watch that because you know me. I fucking hate and TV. And that's my research. Right? <laughs> I want to watch these shows now because you know me. I hate reality TV by and large because most of it is, like, just not really reality. It's, like, right. scripted into Well, trash. that was kind of the like, point of that, it. Yeah, this, like, to me, that's actual reality TV a that great, I like.
1: A great quote I saw about the first season of Joe Schmo show was that a show that was intended to be a parody of reality shows ended up becoming the best reality show.
0: I love that. God. All right. Well, listen.
1: This... <laughs> And I have now proved that I have no life. And now everyone's wondering, how is this guy single? Well, <laughs> I just proved it, everybody.
0: Oh, God. This, is, <laughs> this has been a great episode. Um, you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave us with, uh, with a joke because you talked about things you can't say anymore, things you can't do anymore. Yeah. You talked to the death woman. It reminds me of a, uh, an old, funny, uh, uh, offensive joke. We would say, why is Helen Keller a bad driver? Why? Because she's a woman. Oh Jesus Christ. I'm (laughs) bad. I'm well. See you guys next time. (laughs) Oh
1: my god.